It's good to see you this morning. We've been in a series called Spiritual Habits, and we have talked about uh, several different things. We've talked about um, prayer, started out with prayer, uh, talked about church, talked about faith, about community, uh, the body of Christ, what, what that is, the, the, why church and fellowship is important. Uh, last week we talked about getting into God's Word. We talked about the Bible, and um, so there are a lot of different, a lot of different things we've talked about. We want to end this out this morning. So if you got your Bible, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to First uh, Peter, First Peter chapter two is where we're going. So you can just go ahead and start turning there. Now, if you came in a little bit late and you're new, uh, thanks for being here today. We're glad that you're here. Just wanted to say, uh, get the chance to say hello to you, and we'd love for you to say hello to us. So if you wouldn't mind, just shoot us a text. Just text the word hello to 912-400-0556. Or you can take your your phone and take the camera app and scan that little QR code on the seat back in front of you, and uh, it'll give you a link just to be able to let us know that you're here. But we are glad that you're here this morning, so welcome. If you're joining us by church online, welcome. We're glad that you're tuning in. So it's good to have you. Whether you're in-house or online, we're glad that you're here with us. Now, we started this series a few weeks ago, and uh, we're going to finish this up today. And I was uh, looking at a story uh, this past week. There was a story about a captain of a ship. And as he uh, was on a ship, he looked out across the water and saw this light. And uh, he told the radio man that was next to him, he says, I want you to radio to that other ship and tell them that they need to turn 10 degrees north. And so the radio man got on the radio. He called out to uh, the other ship and said, I need you to turn 10 degrees north, to which the response came back that they said, you need to turn 10 degrees south. Now, this kind of irritated the captain. He says, I don't think they understand who they're talking to here. And he says, I want you to send back that I am the captain, and I am telling them that they need to turn 10 degrees north. And the response came back over the radio, and it says, I am Seaman Third Class Jones. You need to turn 10 degrees south. The captain was just irritated by this point. He was irate. And he says, this is the last message I want you to send. I want you to tell them, says, tell them I am a battleship. Turn 10 degrees north. The message came back, I am a lighthouse. Turn 10 degrees south. Sometimes in life we get in this power struggle, right? Sometimes we are uh, stubborn. How many stubborn people we have in here? Right? Some of y'all are so stubborn you wouldn't even admit to it. I'm not raising my hand put my hand up. Tell me to put my hand up. I will keep my hand down. Although I'm stubborn, I'm going to keep my hand down. I understand. I see you. You know, I'm like that too. You know, tell me to do something. You tell me to read a book. I'm probably not going to do it. You tell me to watch a movie. I'm probably not going to do it. You say, it's the greatest movie ever. I'm probably not going to do it because I'm stubborn like that, right? And Raina knows she's shaking her head. Yeah, you know, so don't, if you want to get me to read something or watch something, just say it's horrible. It's awful. Don't watch it, you know. I'm like, well, you got my interest peaked now. So, you know, that's just, I'm broken like that, right? And so are you. Uh, But, you know, people are stubborn, and our culture celebrates stubborn people in a way. Um, We celebrate those people who say, I will never quit. I will never give up, right? I mean, 
We make movies about people like that, right? We make movies about people who say, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. You know, they're just stubborn that they will not give in. How many of you seen Rocky, right? You know, Rocky, he's not giving up. I mean, he's been beaten. You know, Apollo Creed beat him up. Drago beat him up. You know, what does he say? Mickey, just cut me. Just cut me. I'm going back out there, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up. I mean, we, we have movies. Rambo, those are movies that of people who don't give up. They're stubborn. You know, we have songs written about people who said they're never going to stop. They're never going to quit. They're never going to give up. Let me play you one of those right now. You just got rickrolled. All right. So, yeah. I mean, songs about not giving up. Songs about, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not stopping. I'm not quitting. And, and that's it. Our culture celebrates that. Our culture celebrates that. And we understand. I get it. I understand. I mean, I, you know, I don't normally go to movies where people just give up, right? That's not something I was like, who wants to go see that movie, right? But when it comes to this biblical idea of submission, Jesus celebrates that, and we should too. Actually, Jesus just didn't celebrate that. Jesus modeled that and is asking us to model that too. And, and so if it comes down to it, I have probably, probably been, no, I have been, I'm not going to say probably, I have been more stubborn than I have been submissive. Anybody? If this was confessional this morning, you would say, I have probably been more stubborn than submissive. You know, and I, I, w- I would agree with that about, about me personally, um, that, that I have definitely probably been more stubborn than I have been submissive. See, our culture, we, we like to demand our rights. You know, if it's something that, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm right on, if it feels like something I'm owed, you know, I'm like, it's my right, you know. Maybe, maybe you're one of those people that when you go to the restaurant and the waitress wants to sit you, she wants to sit you at the, uh, at the booth, you say, I don't want a booth. I'm a table person. I demand the right to sit at a table over there by the door where I can see who's coming in and going out, right? I want to know, right? So we, we demand our rights. We're the kind of people who were stubborn in a sense. Uh, but Jesus shows us that there is this spiritual discipline, this habit that we need to develop, the spiritual discipline of submission. And I want us to talk about that this morning and, and see what that that looks like through scripture see spiritual disciplines aren't just prayer it's not just scripture it's not just going to church but it's also submission there's a guy who wrote a book it's called spiritual disciplines i highly recommend it uh it's it's about 30 years old but it's so relevant to where we're at as i was reading it uh, this past week it just my heart was gripped by it there's a guy the guy that wrote it his name is richard foster This is what Richard Foster says. He says that every discipline has a corresponding freedom. And what is the freedom that corresponds to submission? What is that freedom that corresponds to submission? If we're supposed to be uh, in this this biblical idea of submission, what is that freedom? The freedom that corresponds to uh, submission is this. It's the freedom to be released from the burden of feeling like we always need to get our own way. You get released from that burden 
of feeling like I've got to have it my way. Let's say our culture has pushed us, and the slogans are, you can have it your way, right? But how many times do we not get it our way? And then we want to demand our right and demand our way because our culture has said, well, you're supposed to get that, and we're stubborn, and we push back. And, and, and so maybe we're not very good about this habit or this discipline of submission because what he's saying, he says, the freedom that corresponds to discipline, to this, this idea of submission, is, is the freedom to release that burden of feeling like we always need to get our own way. See, most churches or most church fights and splits come from people who aren't willing to give in to each other. Anybody? If you've been around church long enough, maybe you've seen people that just fight and squabble, and maybe you've even seen it get bad enough where churches split, you know? If you've not been in church uh, a, a whole long time, praise God, maybe you don't see that. Praise God you don't see that, right? But if you've been around church long enough, you might have seen churches where they, people just fight and they quarrel and, they, and it maybe winds up in a church splitting and, and, and something else happening there. And see, that comes from people saying, hey, I'm not willing to submit one to another. But what Jesus is saying is this. He says, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to follow me in this act of submission. You're going to have to follow me and reflect submission if you want to reflect me truly. Because that's who uh, Jesus is. That's what Jesus did. He submitted himself. If you go read in Philippians, and I didn't give you this scripture, but in Philippians chapter 2, it talks about that Jesus made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and gave him himself up on a cross and what he did was that they didn't take it from him he submitted himself to him he submitted his life to that cross because he did that for us why did he do that for us because he saw us as being valuable that you're valuable in his eyes let's read first peter chapter 2 first peter chapter 2 beginning in verse 16 and before i read this it's interesting to me that we're reading this out of first peter um, and if you know anything about the disciples, you'll understand that Simon Peter was probably the most submissive of all the, uh, of all the disciples, right? No, he's not. He's the exact opposite of that, which is crazy that he is the one penning these words uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that it would be Simon Peter, the guy who was ready to charge uh, the soldiers who were coming to arrest Jesus, he was willing to pull out his, his sword and cut off someone's ear because he was just that stubborn. He was the guy who they would make a movie of that says, I'm not giving up, I'm not giving in, I'll swing my sword to the last, last breath in my body, I will go down with the fight. And what did Jesus tell him? He says, put your sword up, put your sword away. And I think what you begin to see is Simon Peter begins to learn. He begins to learn through this modeling of what Jesus has shown him, through this interaction with Jesus. Jesus shows him a different way. And we look in Second Peter, First Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 16, it says, Live as people who are free. We like that. Nobody wants to live as a slave. Nobody wants to live in bondage. Actually, if you want to see what the Bible tells you to resist, that's what the Bible tells you to resist. If you want to know uh, where the Bible says, hey, you need to put your foot down, you need to resist, you need to be stubborn, it is in resisting Satan. 
It is in resisting sin and pushing back. Uh, I think it tells us in Galatians, it says, don't be put under a yoke of slavery again. Resist that. And so we see here that uh, Peter is, is just reminding us, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. And when it says everyone, the legal definition of everyone is everyone. I mean, that's difficult. Come on now. That's even difficult at your home where you like those people, right? I mean, honor everyone. And so love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Verse 18, pick up on this. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect. Well, duh. I mean, it's like, it's like what, Peter, why are you saying that? I mean, yeah, they're servants. That's the nature of being a servant. That is the definition of being a servant, that you make yourself subordinate to someone else. But he says, servants be subject to your masters, what? With all respect. And, and not only uh, to the good and gentle, but also the unjust. Isn't that difficult? If you've ever thought that maybe you have uh, been unjustly treated or maybe a decision has been uh, put against you that wasn't fair and, and, and so you, you were tempted to kind of kick back and say, yeah, that's, that's, this is my rights, you know, this is, this is unjust, this is unfair. And I look at this right here where it says, servants be subject to your masters. Why does he feel the need to tell people who are already by name servants and slaves in a sense and subordinate to their masters. Why does he feel the need to instruct them on something so obvious? This is why he, he feels the need. It's because technically you can do what you're asked to do, but you're in rebellion in your heart. Technically you can do what's being asked of you, but, but you don't want to do it, right? I mean, you can follow the rule and do what you're told all the while while being in rebellion. You can say, you know what, I'll do this, but I'm not going to like it, right? Anybody ever felt like that? Some of y'all might have even said that. You know, have those words come out of your mouth. I will do it, but I will not like it. I'm just letting you know. I'm putting you on notice, buddy, right? I feel like I've heard that, that speech before sometime. Maybe I've given it before. I don't know. Um, but it, you can technically do what you're asked to do while still being in rebellion in your heart. See, Jesus talked about uh, this in, in certain terms in Matthew chapter 5. He talked about it in the sense of murder. And I don't think anybody in here has, uh, has, you know, you've had any murderous feelings this morning. I don't know. I didn't know what, what your car ride was like over here. Maybe so. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, if so, we can set up some pastoral counseling and, uh, and head you off at the pass. Uh, but Jesus talked about this in, in the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Everybody's like, yes, we agree with that. I think that's a good statement. Murder's a bad thing. We shouldn't be murdering people. Jesus goes on to say this. He says, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Oh, Jesus, come on. <laughs> Jesus, you know, you take a little too far. Whoa, somebody took the crazy pills this morning, right? You know, Jesus, what are you talking about? It's just being angry because we've all been angry, right? You've been angry. If I go too long, somebody's going to be angry as they walk out of here this morning. He went too long. I'm hungry. 
Jesus says, I say this to you, that if you're angry with, with your brother, you will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell, uh, to the hell of fire. And so what Jesus is saying is this. It says, yeah, you can go and technically do what you're asked to do, but in your heart, you hate those people. In your heart, you loathe that person. And it doesn't necessarily have to be at work. See, this can happen at home, right? It, this can happen when, you know what, I, maybe, maybe she's been on my back to do this, or maybe he's been on my back to do this. Maybe, maybe they've asked over and over and over, you know what, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, but I don't like it. I don't want to do this. Some of y'all are smiling because it's like, yeah, it's getting real in here, right? Some of you getting kind of hot, you know? That, that collar's getting a little tight. I can participate and loathe you at the same time. Cooperation doesn't require me to value you, but submission won't let me devalue you. So that's the thing about it. I can cooperate all the while I, I don't like you, I don't value who you are, I don't value uh, the creation that God has made you. Maybe I'm only doing it because you have a position and you have a title, you know. But what Jesus is saying, he says, go beyond that position and that title. And if you're going to follow me, if you're going to follow me and reflect me, you're going to have to learn this discipline of submission where you value that other person, where you value that, that other person with the value that I have bestowed upon them. See, submission won't let you devalue somebody. If I live in submission and I live in a certain way where I'm saying, okay, uh, you have value because God's given you the value, not because you've done anything great. It's because you are God's child. And so I need to recognize that in you. And so this is difficult. Actually, we were talking about this uh, after the first service and how counterintuitive it is, how, how it really just kind of goes against our natural bent, because our natural bent is just to push back and push back and push back and push back, right? But this is saying, hey, I, I want you to let that go. And you say, well, I don't want to let it go. Why don't I want to let it go? Because we feel like if we let it go that we lose something. We feel like that if we let it go that, hey, I lose and they win, and I don't want them to win, right? Yeah, this is yes. This is no. <laughs> you know, we've been there. It's that power struggle, you know, that we're saying, no, I, I want mine. I want to get mine. And the other side saying, I want to get mine too. And actually, there's no winners in that case. Cooperation doesn't require me to value you, but submission won't let me devalue you. See, submission's power is held in how we value other people. That's the power of submission. It's, it's, it's this idea that when I start to see you not as the competition or not as the opponent or not as, as Raina said it earlier, you're not my enemy. How many people do we walk around and we see them coming and we just look at them and we're just like, we don't have to talk to them, we just look at them and kind of glare at them. I don't like that person. They would be on my enemy list, right, if I had an enemy list, and I don't. But if I had one, they would be at the top of that list. And, and we look and we just we make each other enemies. And we laugh because we can kind of think about that maybe in the grocery store, but we do that in our homes too. We make each other enemies. 
And we said, I'm not going to submit. This is mine. This is my right. This is my time. This is my place. This is my money. This is mine, 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 mine. And we get into this power struggle. And what happens is we both lose. And what Jesus is saying, let me show you a different way to live. Let me show you a different way to live where this discipline, and it is a discipline, and it's a discipline because it's not easy, right? When you discipline your body, it means you have to do something over and over and over and over. My son is, is, is trying to learn to skateboard, right? And so he's ask, always asking me to come out there, Dad, come watch me. Come watch me do this, do this trick. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to come out here. And it's like sometimes he gets it, and a lot of times he does it, right? But I know that he's got to keep trying. I know that he's got to keep working on it and disciplining his honing in his skill set to do that, that trick or that, that thing that he's wanting to do. And so for us, this isn't something that comes easy. It's not something I really think comes natural because the natural side of us wants to push back and wants to demand our rights. But submission and biblical submission says you're going to lose if you live that way. And if you want to win, you'll live the way that Jesus showed us. You'll live the way that Jesus modeled. So submission's power is held in how we value other people. Two things I want to give you. I started to give you what submission is, a definition of submission, but it may be better to give you what submission is not. And so two things submission is not. Submission is not self-hatred. Submission is not self-hatred where you just think, hey, I'm just, I'm just the lowly worm. I'm just groveling. Uh, you reject your individuality. You reject your identity, and you just kind of push down on, on that, and you're like, I'm just horrible. I'm nothing. That's, that's not submission. That's self-hatred, and that's not what God created you for. He did not create you to hate yourself. He did not create you to look at yourself as being, you know what, just devalued and less than human. Actually, what he wants you to see, and you look in Genesis, and Genesis is the first book of the Bible, and you can look in the first three chapters of the Bible, and you can see what God thinks of you. The first chapter of the Bible, he goes through, and God creates this earth, and what does he say? He uses this, this Hebrew word that's it's called tov, and it, that's the word good. And he says, oh, man, he creates everything. He's got the stars in the heavens, got the earth, got the grass, got the, got the trees, got all this stuff. And God looks at it and says, man, that's good. That's good. But he doesn't stop there. He goes on, and he shapes this man and this woman. And what does he say about them? He says, that's very good. That's very good. That's how God thinks about you. And see, I think sometimes we think it's spiritual for us to push ourselves down and, and almost hate ourselves that we feel like, you know, you just got to beat up on yourself because that's more holy and that's what God wants to do. That's bunk. Jesus wants you to value yourself as he sees you because the value that you hold is what he died for. He died for you. That's how valuable you are to him. And so for you to hate who you are and hate yourself is totally against what he wants for you. So submission, biblical submission, is not self-hatred. Self-denial and self-hatred are not the same thing. Jesus said this in Matthew 10, 39. He put that up there, Matthew 10, 39. This is what it says. He says, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It's kind of this inverse, this counterintuitive it goes against what seems natural for us that if we give up 
we can actually learn how to win. That if we give in, if we learn to submit, we can actually know what it means to win. And that doesn't come easy for us. So submission is not self-hatred. Submission is not self-pity. What is self-pity? Self-pity is the martyr. martyr. Yeah, somebody who, who acts like a martyr, you know, martyrdom. They uh, go do something. You know, you ask them to do something, and, and they'll do it. But they're going to let you know how much it costs them, how tired they are, you know, how much aggravation they had to put up with, how much money they spent. Oh, you know what? Yes, yeah, you're welcome. I just want to let you know, though, it took me all week long to get this done, okay? just want to let you know. So I want to let you know how good I am. I'm going to pat myself on the back. It's this idea of this self-pity. That's not submission either. That's not what we're called to. We're not called to uh, be people who hate ourselves. We're not called to be people who, you know, and I'll do it, but I'm going to milk every bit of attention out of it. Mark, uh, Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Can you put that up there? Somebody can come play. I'll, I'm about to wrap this up. Verse 34, this is what it says. It says, In calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. See, this is, this is hard. This is, and I, honestly, I didn't even want to preach this message. I was going to end our series early, and I felt God just put this on my heart, and it's like, no, you got to go another one. I'm like, I don't want to do that because I don't like this one. I don't like this topic. Can I just preach something that we all get really happy about and kind of walk out of here feeling good about ourselves, you know? And he's like, no. <laughs> Thanks, God. All right? No, but I, I think, and it's not, not, to, not that we feel bad about ourselves walking out. Actually, I want us to find the freedom in this. See, there's freedom in that. And, and once again, I go back to thinking about the conversation we had in between services and have you ever just had that, those times where you felt like you were in that power struggle and you were just so tired? You've been there? You feel like I'm just I'm pushing back. I'm trying to get what's owed to me. I'm trying, to, I'm trying so hard. I'm, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. And you're just wearing yourself out. And you don't feel like you have. The more you fight, it feels like the less freedom you have, Right? But what Jesus says is this. He says, this is a crazy thing, guys. You submit yourself to me and you learn to submit yourself one to another. You'll find freedom in that. There's a passage in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, you might know verse 22. Verse 22 says, wives, submit to your husbands. And all the men said, amen, right? But we don't read the one before that where, where Paul says, hey, you've got to submit one to another. That's how this works, this biblical thing of submission. It's, it's a biblical reciprocity. It goes back and forth. So we submit one to another, and we find freedom in submission. Last thing is this. Submission is not losing control, but submission is bringing our power and potential under God's control. Now, my wife rode horses when she was a younger girl. She 
was a younger child. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. I said she was smaller in the first service, and everybody was like, ooh, ooh, Pastor Ryan, you just messed up. All right, so let's just go ahead and get it out of the way because I want to tell my story. Um, she was a tiny thing, man. I mean, and she's not much bigger now, but she would, she would ride. I know. Oh, gosh. Jesus loves you. All right. All right. She would ride these horses, these big horses. She had this horse named Spirit, and Spirit was a big horse. And um, it was amazing because I would see uh, this little girl riding this big horse, and that horse had all the power to hurt her. That horse had power to do whatever it wanted to, to break down the gate, to just flip her off and... But what I, I've seen in pictures and videos of her when she was young, younger, this little girl up there riding that horse and making that horse turn to the right, turn to the left, trot in a certain way, go forward, back up. And it was like she had that horse under her power. And it wasn't that the horse was powerless. It was that the horse had submitted himself to the rider. Now, see, that's like us. God doesn't intend for you to be powerless. That's not what submission is. It's not calling you to be powerless. What it is is calling for us to take what God has empowered us with and the potential that we have and submit that to him, and we put that under his control. So when we do that, we can begin to see those wins in our life. So I want you to stand with me this morning. I want us to sing this song, and we're going to come back, and we're going to pray. Let's sing this together. This song's about trust. And if we're honest, sometimes that's what's fighting against us too in submitting, is that we have a lack of trust, either in the outcome or in the person that we're trying to submit to. So just remember, we can trust God, though. He is perfect, and we can put our trust in Him. With every breath, with every word I speak, with every step, with every heartbeat, Jesus, let it be for you, for you only, my whole life, all for your glory, your glory. Come on, sing it with me. My life is in your hands, I trust it all, I trust it all to you, my dreams and all my plans, I trust it all, I trust it all, forever I'm changed, I'll never be the same, because of your love, because of your love, forever I'm changed, I'll never be the same, because of your love, because of you, Jesus, whoa. Of you, Jesus, for all my days, God, you are my guide. I give you all, my heart is open wide. Jesus, let it be for you, for you only, my whole life, all for your glory. Your glory, my 
idea of submission. Lord, that as we lift our hands up, Father, we're asking to receive, Lord, the strength and the clarity to know what this looks like to live this out, to live out the reflection of who you are. So, Lord, the power struggles that we've gotten involved in, Lord, these things that seem like all they're doing is wearing us out and and we're not getting any closer to our goal. And actually, maybe we're looking less and less like the person that that we used to know. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us right now. Forgive us. Forgive us when we've gone our own way. Forgive us when we've demanded our own way. But, Lord, let us be released from that now. Let us have the freedom and the liberty to know what it feels like to live in submission to who you are and to live submitted one to another. And, Lord, this is not easy. This may not be easy in our marriages, and we're learning this, but I'm praying, Father, that you would help us, that you would help us, Lord, to know what it looks like and what it means, Father, to submit to you, to submit one to another. We give you this morning. This is 